0: This is Mark Shepard Ramo Lamkin. You're listening to the Galactica Quorum It's a fracking podcast Previously on The Galactica Quorum
1: That one trick that Athena did that one time Where she jacked some sort of cord into her wrist And that helped them do a special FTL jump So why show something like that? Why give it away? I think it's the Sweet Eight
0: It's a Cylon
1: Well, they're why, they're why would
2: you want to? Well, she did give Gata that totally psychotic look She's a little matters. Did mm. you look at her? Do you remember Maybe she me? just
1: maybe she has the sweets for Kate.
2: Yeah. I'll kill and he's
1: everyone. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not like that way. It should be like
0: uh.
2: He's just way too trusting. He's a little gullible.
1: But how in the world did the pilots not wake up through that? Oh wait, they're dead.
2: You can't analyze it that deeply. Yes, we can.
1: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Galactica Quorum.
2: It's a fracking podcast.
1: It's a fracking podcast about Battlestar Galactica. I'm Brian. I'm Michelle. And we have a website that is galacticacorum.com and email that's gquorum at gmail.com That's spelled G-Q-U-O-R-U-M You can look us up on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, where our name is Galactica Quorum. We have a voicemail number, actually a new voicemail number. I'm ditching the K7 service for good, and we're going to something permanent that we can keep forever. The new number is 301-358-5175. 301-358-5175. That goes into effect now. We have a big announcement. Myself and Michelle... And Ted, we'll be going to Los Angeles. We'll be going to the BSD prop auction, which is when, Michelle?
2: The 17th and 18th of January.
1: Right. Which is the weekend following the Friday premiere. Yes. So that should be a lot of fun. Can't wait. I'll be doing some activities from the prop auction itself. So exciting. We'll be meeting some podcast friends that we have not met in person, but talked to virtually. So we'll have some really interesting premiere week stuff to send out to you guys. So looking forward to that. Before we talk about this week's Webisode episodes, Webisode episodes, <laughs> that sounds Webisodes. Really just wanted to plug Scott Sigler's new book, Contagious. Scott Sigler is one of the pioneers of podcast authoring, if not the pioneer. We were talking about podcasting your books a couple episodes ago, and uh, we met Scott At the Parsec Awards at DragonCon this past year, he has a new book. Contagious is the name of it. It just came out on December 30th, and here is a promo
0: for it. Many were infected. Infected with a disease that thinks, a disease that talks, and as the victims finally succumbed, a disease that walks. One man fought back. He resisted the voices. Perry Dawsey carved out pieces of himself in a desperate attempt to survive. He won. But as Perry awakes in a government hospital, he realizes he can still hear those voices. It's not over. And now it's even worse. Because the infection has become... Contagious. Contagious is the bloody sequel to Scott Sigler's horror thriller, Infected. Contagious is available in stores December 30th. Or reserve your copy now at scottsiglercom slash free order. Get the book the day it comes out. Because if someone spoils the ending, you'll hate yourself enough to use the chicken scissors. Okay, so
1: for this episode, what we're going to do is uh, talk about the webisodes that have been playing. For this, I am somewhat breaking my rules and listening to the writer commentary that uh, accompanies the regular episode, and I now wish I hadn't. Uh-oh. I'll, I'll get to this later, but I have a beef.
2: <laughs> a <Just> huge beef?
1: <laughs> a huge slab of beef. <laughs> so we'll get to that in a second, but... I guess I'll summarize them and we can talk about them as a whole or I'm not really sure because we somewhat talked about in our last episode how it relates to the upcoming season. I don't know if we can do that again because nothing really has developed to this point that would lead us to have any ideas about how things are going to go. So
2: so no more predictions.
1: No more predictions. This is pretty much all self-contained within just the webisodes. So what we're going to do since we ended on three, we'll pick up on episode four in which the crew decides it needs to dump Pilot 8's body out. I was kinda of wondering about that. It seemed like they're talking about how things are gonna go bad and but don't they ha- only have like twenty hours to like Yeah,
2: she's not gonna go bad that quickly.
1: This isn't CSI, but I was kinda of wondering, do they really have to do that? So far? I don't know. The other thing I was wondering is do all raptors really have three extra suits on board for them? I was them? wondering that too. <laughs> I mean what if there was four people to uh, suit up, then they would have had some issue about, oh, I can't... Like, I'm
2: sorry, we're going to have to sacrifice you because we don't have another suit. Yeah,
1: we have to dump her and sacrifice you two for one. Goodbye. Yeah. So it seemed odd that they threw that in. Again, almost like they were lengthening that segment or adding another beat within the story for some reason. So continuing in part four, Sweet Eight has a plan that she is going to tell Gaeta. Only Gaeta. And only (laughs) Gaeta. and they have a flashback to New Caprica in which the eight takes Gata's list and she's supposed to be helping the people on the list. Liar. <laughs> We're getting ahead <laughs> of ourselves.
2: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> also in this episode, just packed full of stuff. Oh, right, you
2: know, first okay. off, I think Gata is just way too trusting. What the hell's wrong with him? One, the Cylons just invaded your New Caprica. Just because she's an eight, why would you trust her? What is wrong with you? See hey. what happens when you trusted Baltar, and now you're trusting an eight. He's just way too trusting. He's a little gullible.
1: So then Hoshi takes off on his rescue mission with
2: Hoshi to the rescue with
1: with racetrack. That so, was racetrack. Yes, it was racetrack. I totally
2: didn't pick up on that.
1: <laughs> Guess it could have been anybody, but they picked racetrack.
2: Why well, no Hilo? Was- oh, because Hilo's filming another show.
1: Right. <laughs> Yeah, it does kind of suck that we know a lot of the reasons for some of the decisions that they're making are because either they're off on another show or they're in another movie. It does kind of take away some of the guessing. and Yeah. Now, just as a note we received from Skiznot regarding the webisodes in general, not specifically any part of the webisodes, but he writes that, It looks like the eights are designed to fall for anyone. I just remember that scene with Athena and a bunch of other eights, and it seemed like they all wanted a human boyfriend of their own. The eights, they're definitely developing a a certain profile, I think, which we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. So we get to part five. In part five, they dump the body. The clock is at 16 hours now. And like I said, uh, 16 hours seems like a short amount of time for them to have to go through that whole process. And also, wouldn't they have had to reset the clock to reconfigure for having fewer people on board consuming oxygen? Or did that not, does it have to do with their power? I'm not kind of vague on that. I guess I could have gone back and listened.
2: I think we're thinking too far into this, Brian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't analyze it that deeply. Yes, we can.
1: (laughs) So Gata shoots up with Morpha. And flashes back to New Caprica where he
2: I love how they change the names of certain things or they they make them slightly different but other things they don't
1: yeah like Rickshaw like why could they have <laughs> cha- <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't they have changed Rickshaw to Rickshaya Rickshaya <laughs> or something like that
2: yeah we always go back for the Rickshaw don't we <laughs>
1: yeah see we have the things that we go back to as well we go back to the well and pick up the same uh, talking points.
2: What else happened? Okay,
1: so in this flashback of New Caprica, the Sweet Eight gets all sobby for not being able to save everyone, and she kisses Gaeta. Liar! Liar! <laughs> and then Gato wakes to see Eight there right in its face when she tells him her plan to jack into the raptor system, you which know we all saw coming because of that well, yeah. thing that they did, the series of images that they showed at the very beginning. But she wants to do it in secret. And then Brooks turns out to be dead from a Morpha overdose.
2: Oh, and then she totally like lies to everybody, like, oh, don't worry, Gaeta, I won't tell anybody that you were shooting up.
1: See, at that point, does anyone not think it's the eight who's doing everything? Yeah. Who, who else could it have been, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, how gullible does she really think everybody is?
1: Like, why does it have to be like this big secret? Like, what other options do they have? They don't have any other way to get back. They can either just sit there and wait for a rescue, or they could actually be proactive and try to do something. Yeah. And so why not give them this plant? That seems silly to me. So then part six, we start with Hoshi and Racetrack. I listened to it a couple times and I could have swore that Racetrack said not frack, but That's what I thought fuck. too. Maybe there was an R in there, but it just didn't seem like it. I
2: thought that too. The way she said it, it sounded exactly. yeah. But then I was like, oh no, she probably said frack. Or she could have said frock. <laughs> <laughs> but i agree i thought she said something else
1: yeah so then we have another flashback not to new caprica but to earlier in this webisode series so all right here's my complaint number one in this webisode so far we've had the two story devices that i hate they've used uh, the two days before title at the beginning jumping back in time from a set encounter to something that happened earlier. Which I don't like because that shows you something that's going to happen and you end up having to get to that point and you somewhat know the direction of the story to begin with.
2: Yeah, but you can't say you hate it because some shows actually pull it off really well. Well,
1: the one that always jumps to my mind is Black Market. That's the one I hate. and that's Well, that one was bad. And admittedly, Ron Moore said in his commentary for Black Market, the only reason they did that is because Black Market had to do that because otherwise the story just had no oomph at the beginning. So they had to do it that way. To me, that's what it is. It's a crutch. It's a writer's crutch that says, we don't have enough to get you really invested to start with. So we have to give you this hook to promise you that we will get to something exciting later. So that's why I don't like that device. The other thing I don't like is I'm not a fan of flashbacks. And I don't mean flashbacks like the new Caprica flashbacks that they're having to this tent. Because those flashbacks we've never seen before. They're flashbacks that... Gaeta remembers as something happening, but we as the viewers have never seen them. What I don't like are these flashbacks where they show you flashbacks of stuff that we've already seen. And they're showing us flashbacks of stuff in these webisodes. (laughs) And it's like, those just happened like 10 minutes ago. We're already seeing flashbacks. I hate that. I just wish the actors could convey things on their own without having us being spoon fed images and imagery that is telling us what we should be thinking, feeling in regards to the characters' situation.
2: I agree. So. If it had happened two seasons ago, then maybe we could use a refresher. But since it was only two minutes ago, I agree.
1: One note I had in part six, which we'll find out in part seven, is it seemed like odd that the pilots Gata and Eight were having this I thought conversation in the pilots. I'm like, they're asleep again. Like these are like the laziest pilots in the world.
2: And then like Gata's moving around and kind of they're bumping are moving around right like there. And, yeah,
1: yeah. And then we have more gratuitous shots of flesh being punctured or sliced.
2: Gross, by the way.
1: Yeah, again, I, I thought that not really necessary. It seemed like, again, they're just centered an artificial means of jacking a little bit more oomph into the story. It's really artificial to me. And speaking of jacking, eight jacks into the system of the raptor to figure out what coordinates they need. Part seven begins with racetrack and Hoshi.
2: Were they talking about Hoshi and Geta's relationship?
1: Yeah, they were talking okay. about Hoshi and Geta Being together. Yeah, being together. I guess the one... Interesting thing from that little conversation was racetrack saying they had bets on when it was going to happen, which Hmm. kind of tells me that, and again, this is reading a lot into a webisode and just a conversation between these two side characters, which may or may not mean anything once we get into the season five, but tells me that people had a clue that it was going on and they didn't care that it was going on, that they didn't have any kind of aversion to that same-sex relationship. Good for them. That answers one question I had from before. So, also in part seven, they jump the raptor
2: and waste all their energy. And waste
1: all their energy. <laughs> but how in the world did the pilots not wake up through that? Oh wait, they're dead.
2: <laughs> Here's what I don't understand: If Gata and Eight were talking this whole time, and they were hanging out this whole time, and when in previous episode when we saw the entire raptor. Nobody's throat was slit. So when did she have time to slit someone's throat?
1: (laughs) When he first woke up and he saw her there untying herself or look like she was retying herself. I think she had already offed everybody at that point. She had. But
2: here's my thing. I think she did it with the scalpel. Right. But Gaeta gave her the scalpel. Did he? Yes.
1: You know what? You might be right.
2: So I'm I'm wondering, when did she have time to do that? Did he black out or something during the jump? Or is she, like, super speedy?
1: You know, you're right. I might have that continuity messed up. Because I thought what happened was that when he first saw her, she had already done it. And he just hadn't noticed yet because he assumed they were sleeping. Because, like I said a couple of minutes ago, it seemed like the pilots were asleep a lot <laughs> while they were talking. So
2: I mean, it but, is possible that's when she did it because she told the, him not to wake up. But them. the thing
1: that I didn't quite buy was... I could see her killing one of them because they'd be up front and they wouldn't be expecting it. But for both of them to be so out of it that there wouldn't be at least a struggle to wake Gaeta or or something. Like one of them gets it and is like makes a sound. The other one should wake up at least a little bit.
2: Yeah, but if they're running out of air. Yeah, but. I'm giving that one the benefit of the doubt.
1: See, to me, that one's a bigger
2: I just want to know when she did it, exactly, because I'll have to go back and look, because I swear when they first did a zoom in in the previous episode, they didn't have their throats sliced, Mm. but you could see them sleeping.
1: So then on to part eight, Hoshi gives up hope and decides to go back. Somehow, I doubt that's what's going to (laughs) happen. It'd be sort of a, a waste of a trip just to have him go out there and go back. Eight confesses and then reveals that she was no savior with the list of names on New Caprica, but just the opposite. She was... Just a bitch.
2: <laughs> Manipulative little bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we stand so far. We have two remaining But
2: big- you know she reminds me of she reminds me of Boomer.
1: She does. So let's bring that back to where we first were talking about with like this personalities of the eights. They seem like they're very they're needy. Yeah. And they're also ready to flip. Like you say, they're very much like Boomer boomer
2: yeah their kind loyalties of flip sides. yeah they, they don't hold strong loyalties and they
1: definitely are they do
2: for the first few minutes but if someone gives them a better offer they'll flip but here's my other thing like Athena's not necessarily showing that anymore right
1: exactly i was going to say the the one that seems to break out of that pattern is athena she like her loyalty to hilo is strong but although she did switch allegiances i guess you could say she went from Cylon to uh
2: but that could change you know, in the next season, though.
1: Yeah, that's almost what I'm worried about.
2: Given some clues from a certain Tom O'Pennacit.
1: But yeah, Athena does seem to be at least stronger. Maybe it's because the person that she is emotionally attached with is reciprocating the feeling back to her. Where like with Boomer, Chief cut her off right. and said, we can't do this. And so she got really flustered and we know what happened with that. Uh with this eight, it looks like she was trying to cozy up with Geta for whatever reason. I'm not sure what the motive was, unless she was trying to Yeah, I don't understand that either. What was she what was the motive for her getting the name list of names? I mean, the people were already in prison. And it's not like they needed to get more people. They had everyone under their thumbs anyway. So what exactly Maybe the
2: motive was that these people were probably members of the Galactica crew, so if she offed them the chances of Galactica being able to get back on its feet, should it need to, would be less.
1: I don't know. It seems like a lot of extra work. I mean, you've already got everybody there.
2: Well, maybe we'll find out in the next two episodes. Yeah. For real reasoning.
1: But I can tell you, I'm not... See, I made the mistake of listening to the writer commentary for these. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't do that. I don't do it during the regular season, listening to the writer commentary during that week's show, because I don't want it to influence our discussion of the podcast. Afterwards, I listened to it, and Ron Moore is bright enough not to have any spoilers in his podcast. He did once, I think. and He had a major uh, comeuppance from the podcast community, (laughs) and he knew not to make that mistake again. But in this series, I don't get how they could not know that it's a webisode series, and maybe they recorded it all in one sitting, but they should know or a certain person who was recording them should know that they will come out one at a time and people will listen to them one at a time because it's again, a webisode series. And so don't include spoilers for episodes that are coming up.
2: Which episode had a spoiler in it?
1: In episode four or five, she mentions something about how one of the actions takes away the suspicion from the sweet eight. And so you're like, Oh, I guess we're not supposed to know that you're not supposed to be directing your suspicions towards a sweet eight, although we kinda knew even from like the second first or right. second one that it was her. And then in another one she says something about how it's a writer's device to tell you that uh, okay, guys, possible spoiler <laughs> sorry <laughs> about the ending, but she says something about how when Gaeta says seeing the two vials of Morpha he says a deadly dose, that is something to verbally tell the viewer, something that can be used later so you don't have to instruct them any further, which tells
2: me that. I got that. If you're smart, you got that.
1: You can figure out what's going to happen. Jeez. So, yeah, a little disappointed with that, but... Sorry for the spoiler, guys. It's just a webisode and it doesn't really mean anything...
2: It's not pertinent to the story. It's not
1: really going to affect things. In the, Other than the fact that the Gaeta
2: dies. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing he doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving a spoiler. They really don't know.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I guess there's two episodes to wrap up in which we will see how Gaeta kills the crazy eight. Or doesn't. Or doesn't. With the deadly dose of Morpha. Or not. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> and how... Hoshi decides
2: we're going to get for this.
1: Not to return to Galactica, but to make one more sweep and to find them after all. Prediction. <laughs> Prediction.
2: <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing: is I bet you anything they're going to be right about to jump, and a little blip shows up on the Dreadus, and then he goes, "No, no, we can't leave now." I bet you.
1: Yeah, let's just play this game. Why not? <laughs> next episode, I can see racetrack spinning up the drive. And Hoshi going, no, let's just do one more jump.
2: I can't leave him behind.
1: I owe him that much for the relationship we just started 10 minutes ago.
2: <laughs> it probably wasn't 10 minutes ago.
1: Well, it might as well have been.
2: It could have been nine days ago. Nine days ago. <laughs> I'd like to see Gata, like grow a pear and bash the eight's head in. Like, really, like don't do something subtle. Just really take her out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we'll be back to wrap this final bit up. The season premiere, I guess you'll call it a season premiere. We're calling it season five, is right around the corner. We're getting back into the swing of things with weekly episodes of our podcast. Okay, that should wrap up this episode. Our website is galacticacorum.com. Our email is gquorum at gmail.com. And our new voicemail number is 301 358-5175. The jump clock is running. See you next time. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. We're back to the I'm hot, got to take my sweater off thing. Nice. (laughs) No Jason to make comments.
1: I was going to say, I I could do it instead, but I just don't. uh,
2: Yeah, it's okay.
1: It's beneath me.